Have you been wanting to make your personal care routine more eco-conscious? Well, allow me to introduce you to Wild. Wild is a natural deodorant that actually works and is great for both your body and the planet. Wild is made from natural ingredients, is vegan and cruelty-free, and doesn't have things like aluminum, parabens, or harsh chemicals that can irritate your skin. Wild is actually made with bamboo. Seriously, what can't bamboo do at this point? And ingredients that you'll recognize, like shea butter and baking soda. My favorite part about Wild is the fully sustainable design. When you first order your deodorant, you'll get to pick out a cute aluminum case, and after that, you order refills to go inside. I have the aqua-colored case right now. For those of you who know me personally, of course I chose the aqua case, but they have a ton of different colors you can choose from. They even have patterned cases, including a limited edition one right now with little wiener dogs on it that is super adorable. They have lots of great scents, like mint and eucalyptus or coconut dreams, and they even have a little mini sample pack of deodorant that you can order so you can try different scents before committing to one. If wild deodorant sounds like something you might want to try, then go wild today with a special discount of 25% off your first order when you use code JUDGINGYOU at checkout. Go to wearewild.com and use code JUDGINGYOU at checkout. Enjoy! Do you want to do the intro since you're leading the episode? Oh, I don't know. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I am Alyssa. My name is Shannon. This is weird. I know. This is another episode of <laughs> Hashtag Judging you. you. You can't put pressure on me like that, Shannon. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're a better leader than I am. Oh, so, um, Who's the supervisor here? Yeah. But I supervise, you know, 19-year-olds and whatnot, so... Uh, anyway, hi everyone. Hello. Welcome back. We're going to be uh, B-movie bashing Heck today. Yeah. So it's, I'm excited. It's been a hot second. It has. Been, when was the last B-movie bash that we did? Was it me? Was it Spider in the Attic? It's, I think it was Spider in the Attic. Holy crap. Yeah, it's been a hot second. So we're ready for our movie. Yes. We are going to be talking about the 2007 6.1 out of 10. Okay. Surprisingly. Oh, Okay. Dead Silence. Okay. Okay. Now, from what I remember, these were the guys that did, like, he helped with the Saw movies. Oh. Um, the director of this, if I remember correctly. And he planned for Dead Silence to be a series, just it like Saw was. familiar. Did it, yeah. like, come to theaters and stuff? It did. It was a little bigger? Yes. Okay. It was a little bigger. But nobody talks about it anymore mm-hmm. at all. So, and I was, like, I was scrolling on Tubi the other day trying to find something and it popped out. And I said, there we go. That's what we're going to be <laughs> watching. It. We're going to be talking about that one. And I stopped watching it halfway through because I was, like, taking my notes. And then I stopped because I was just busy doing other things. Yeah. And I went back to finish my notes a couple days ago. And it was off of Tubi. What? <laughs> so I had wow. to go back to Amazon Prime for two ninety nine. Oh, I love that. I rented it and watched the second half of the movie. So... Yes. That's, what's, what are the odds I that in right. that two-day span, it was they would be like, new. No. Yep. And I guess maybe it was on the leaving soon list that I didn't notice. I was just scrolling through the movies and was like, there we go. Yeah. Like, so. Could be. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about this movie okay. that I feel could have had a lot of potential, but I think the plot gaps in it just ruined it. Good. Right? Good. Personally, I thought it was filmed beautifully. 
uh, the script was even mostly believable. Like, okay. you know how most people talk, you know? Yeah. They communicate. Yeah. And a lot of movies don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. This one did. This, it, to me, it seemed like people talking, except for Dr. Ice-T. We'll get to that one. <laughs> okay. We'll get to him. Okay. But he's not Dr. Ice-T. Okay. He's not. That's oh, just okay. what I call him. Okay. Um, it's stupid. Anyway. Oh, detective, not doctor. Sorry, oh. detective Ice T. Okay, my bad. All right, I don't know where Doctor Ice T. <laughs> Probably Doctor Pepper. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, not the point. Um, he talks weird, but he's also a little fun, but also a little annoying. So anyway, we'll get okay. there. Okay. But yeah, so we're gonna be talking about 2007's Dead Silence. So um, we start off with an old-fashioned black and white film. Sorry, do you have a synopsis? Oh, I do not, but I can find it for you real, real quick. I love synopses. Yeah, I forgot to, to snag it. It's been it. a minute. Yeah. Okay, here we go. After his wife meets a grisly end, spoiler, Jamie Ashton returns to his hometown of Raven's Fair, which how D&D does that oh, yeah. sound? Either that how or like... How pretty little liars does that sound? <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, yeah. well, they do have or Ravenswood. like but... um, Hallmarky, yeah, like East Coast, East Coast Stars yeah. Hollow kind yeah. of, yeah. So, but I'm yeah. just like, I loved it, so I'm going to use it in my D&D game. Nice. So... Uh, to find answers. His investigation leads him to the ghost of a ventriloquist named Mary Shaw. Oh, no, no. Who seems to have ties to his entire family tree. I don't like ventriloquist dummies. Well, it's the whole movie. Ah! So. <laughs> I think Goosebumps did that for me. Uh, what was his name? The puppet? I can't remember his name right now. Happy? Slappy. Slappy. You were close. I was close. But looks like... Um, the main puppet in this one <gasps> looks almost exactly like Slappy. No. Yeah. <gasps> it does look like him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. So, yes, no, you're sorry. good. Yes. So, we start off with an old-fashioned, like, black-and-white film projector sound, and it just kind of <laughs> flashes by and stuff. Uh-huh. And it says, in the 6th century BC, it was believed that the spirits of the dead would peek through the... St- or would speak, sorry, through the stomach region of the living. Oh, no, I don't like that. I don't know why that was uh, the the tagline they picked for that. I don't know why that was the sentence they picked. Nobody talks through stomachs. No one's talking through no stomachs. Okay. And I know that they're probably meaning, like, the ventri- through the, the dummy. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, through I mean, the, oh. I just, I don't know. Through the belly. I, I don't know. And I'm like... What are we? What, no, what? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Like I'm doing a lot of weird shit with my hands right now, but like, shut up! Yeah, that's not. Pick a different sentence, something okay. like that. Anyway, <laughs> then we get all the opening credits of images flashing past someone sketching in a sketchbook as they make uh, ventriloquy dolls, actually carving them, like sanding them down and stuff, picking the eyeballs, Ugh. making sure that they they swivel Freaking back and forth. Humpty Dumpty flashbacks. <laughs> And yeah, actually carving and making the dolls, right? Some um, pretty dope music is playing too. Nice. Um, I let me hang on real quick, and you can tell it was by the same people that did the Saw movies. Hmm. I haven't seen any of the Saw movies, so oh well. But for those who have, yes. So this starts playing while the you know, okay, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool actually, right? Like it's it's a yeah, theory music box. All right. Right? So, this is the best part of the whole movie. Good. Yeah. They spent a lot for this song, I guarantee you. Anyway, it's very Saw-esque to me. And they were trying really hard to make it a 
like, oh, that is a song people will remember. Yes, that is an and attention Alyssa, grabber. Alyssa does remember. There you yes, go. that's fine. So, but anyway, we see one puppet in particular being made and then packed up. And this is the, the main puppet of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. The camera zooming in on his eye, which transitions to going down a pipe. Right. Like it's like it's now going down a pipe and we see someone uh, working on the pipe as water suddenly splashes down into his face. Right. Okay. And we meet Jamie Ashen. He's the main character. Right. Trying to fix the sink for his lovely wife, Lisa, who is Julia from They. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was real popular for a hot second in 2007. Okay. And then never heard of the other movie in 2007, too. So. It was early. It was like in the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the same area. So, yeah. Anyway. And she was like, oh, just give up already. You know, like you've been at this for for an hour and stuff or like for a couple hours now. And he's like, just 10 more minutes. And she says, you said that an hour ago. And he's like, hey, I promised to cook you a gourmet dinner. I don't know what that has to do with the sink. Okay. But, you know, (laughs) but she finally just tells him to surrender to the wonders of takeout. And, like, throws a bunch of takeout menus on him, right? Nice. And they flirt and start to kiss a little bit when the doorbell rings, right? They're very clearly happily in love. I don't know if they're exactly newlyweds or if they've been married for... They just... They're married, right? And they're very clearly happy together. Okay. Jamie answers the door to find a large package just sitting out in the hallway of their apartment uh, complex, right? Or, like, their apartment. Hallway thing. Hallway, yeah. Yeah. And it's just a brown wrapping paper with his name scrawled on the front. Just Jamie. Ooh, nope. Yep. Don't like that. Unless you're expecting it, don't like that. Right? Nope. And they're just like, what is it? And Lisa's like, there's one way to find out. So they hurriedly tear it into the package. And they see that it is like a coffin, not coffin. It's like a fancy carrying suitcase that's really long, you know. Okay. But it's clearly a, a puppet is inside. So some people would be like, oh, it's a coffin and stuff. But like, okay. it's just it's just the, the fabric where they where they where you'd rest your doll and stuff yeah. you know anyway it's the carrying <laughs> the case. storage yeah yeah but yeah they they open it up and they see the puppet inside and she jokingly says that she he adopted them a baby right and she pulls out the puppet and she says it reminds her of that old poem from their hometown they're both from the same place okay. right and she goes oh beware the stare of mary shaw she had no children only dolls and he's just kind of like yeah whatever right and she goes something 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 scary and then jumps at him with the puppet right just kind of tries to scare him right? yeah and he decides uh, to go get their takeout right and he's like okay whatever Bye, love you, bye, and leaves, right? He decides to go get out the takeout, and it's pouring rain. It rains so much in this movie. They must be on the West Coast, because yeah. I don't know where else rains that much. Pacific like Northwest, for sure. Yeah. Plus, it's a lot of trees. Okay. I should Google that and find out. Anyway, so he leaves, and she decides that she wants to spook Jamie, and she takes the puppet, um, propping him up in their bed, and throws a sheet over him, right? Okay. Like, like he's going to come in and pull it off, and there's going to be... The, I don't know. Okay. They're pranksters. Uh, She said some dumbass line. I can't fully remember it now, but she's like, oh, if you scare Jamie, I'll make sure you get a night with, I want to say it was like Barbie or something or like, (laughs) or like just one of her dolls, you know, like Raggedy Ann, maybe something like that. She's like, I'll make sure you get a night with so-and-so kind of just being funny. Right. And then um, 
so she she gets them all set up and she goes to walk past a mirror and she pauses looking down at her own very flat stomach because remember this is the skinniest woman alive yeah and like, she just kind of is like peak 2000s yes bella swanning looking at her stomach you know like just mm, yeah. great and she jokingly grabs a blanket and stuffs it up under her belly like she's looking like she's pregnant right <laughs> And I thought for a second, like, well, I mean, the first time I watched the movie, I was like, oh, she probably mentioned, oh, you adopted us a baby. And then was thinking like, oh, what would it look like if I was right. pregnant? Obviously, it's a fucking ass blanket up that shirt. So it doesn't look anything. No, it's all blobby. Enough, yeah, yeah, like not even a, like a pillow would look better than a blanket would. But anyway, yeah. not the point. But she had put on the tea kettle as well. And she hears the tea kettle going off. So she goes out and she also hears um, the music that she's playing. Do you just play music around your house? Not really. Not really. No. If I'm cleaning or something, maybe. But like, I don't know. They do that in movies a lot where people are just like, hmm, he's out getting ice cream. So I'll put on a little bit of music to just set the mood. No. No. I don't do that. I do I know some people who do that. I guess. But, but I feel like not most people. I don't, I don't know. Like everything goes through earbuds now. Yeah, right? exactly. Like so, if you're listening I mean, to anything. It was 2007 and they had one of the old. Yeah. Anyway. So she goes out there and the music starts to distort. Great. Going quiet. The tea kettle that's blasting off, she can't hear it squealing anymore. And the clock that's still ticking is silent. And she's just like, what the hell? What is that? And she hears a small chuckle and she goes back into the bedroom and the lights flicker out. She creeps across the room to the puppet and she goes to pull the sheet up when the puppet launches at her, covering her with the sheet. And she's screaming and flailing around and stuff, right? Trying to get out from this. <sighs> and she's thrown backwards and hits the ground and she starts coughing up blood. Great. And I was like, oh shit, right? And she looks back over her shoulder, sees something and she screams as she goes to like crawl away, but she's dragged back into the room. Oh. Jamie arrives home after a few moments. I don't know what one sandwich-sized brown paper bag is holding your dinner, but Alyssa needs three fucking enchiladas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or a bunch of Chinese food. Yeah. Or, yeah, one paper bag is not going to be no. anything for two if people. If it was two pa- like two paper bags, I'd been like, yeah, that's dinner. Sure. It a couple was sandwiches or something. A paper bag. Okay. And not even like a grocery-sized no. bag. It was like a, like a lunch. lunch bag. Yeah. Okay. I was like, okay. And rolled up at the top, like, so that it was like, you know, like, they stapled a paper, or the the receipt to the paper. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Listen to Alyssa. Okay. Anyway, so Jamie arrives home to the kettle screaming, and he is like, Lisa, what are you doing? You're trying to burn down the whole apartment and stuff? And he runs over, and he takes it off and grabs him a couple of beers from the fridge, calling out to her, like, Lisa and stuff, and then he pulls up a rose that he got from, I don't fucking, I don't know, and he, like, puts it in his mouth all romantic style and starts walking in the room with the two beers and the dinner and whatnot like he's you know and i'm like cute that's cute they're very very cute cute. you know so he walks in though and he sees or he slips a little bit and he looks down he sees that there's blood on the ground and he immediately starts lisa are you okay like what's going on you know and starts looking for her when he hears her call out oh and there's blood everywhere it's splattered all over the walls everything okay like it's splattered at this point now right okay and he hears uh, Lisa giggle, and then from the other room say, I have a surprise for you, Jamie. Oh, fuck. No. Right? What? So he hurries to the room, and he flips on the lights, seeing the sheet propped up on the bed, right? And he pulls down the um, the sheet, and she keeps laughing. Oh, no. Sorry. He, she keeps laughing. He tells her this isn't funny, and then he walks forward and pulls the sheet off, right? Mm-hmm. And after he pulls the sheet off, he throws himself back in absolute terror as she's sitting on the bed 
with her entire lower jaw missing as well oh. as her tongue. It's just all blood. Like somebody just ripped off your whole lower half My right there, right? God. But and he slightly trips over the puppet that's laying on the floor. Okay. Right. The camera zooms out to see Jamie's eye. Like, it just kind of like, goes out, and then we see where it's coming out of Jamie's eye. They do this a lot. They focus on the eyeballs a lot in this movie. And it zooms out, and you see Jamie just kind of sitting there, just, like, staring off into the distance as police lights are flashing, and you see um, the coroner's taking Lisa's body out in a body bag and everything, and he's just... And then it zooms out even further and out of his eye once more, and he is sitting in an interrogation room. Yep. And Detective Lipton... His name is Lipton. Oh, Lipton. Oh. Lipton. So I, I, like, the whole time I was like, I stink. Anyway, um, walks in, telling Jamie immediately, you know what your mistake was? The rose. And Jamie was like, excuse me? And Lipton pulls out a fucking electric razor, and he goes up to that, the, the, the one-way, two-way mirror or whatever, and he starts shaving his neck a little bit. And he goes, if I had a dollar for every guy that gave his wife a rose on the day that he killed her... You'd what? Have Is a that dollar? A trope? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. You'd have a dollar yeah. if Jamie did it. Yeah. So no dollars? Yeah. What? You're clearly a poor detective, sir. It's yeah. just, it's whatever. He's probably right? just trying to get him to. Yeah. And he's like, like it's an alibi. And Jamie's like, why would I need an alibi? Yeah. Right. And Lipton goes, uh, tells him, well, yeah, I'm sure your lawyer will want you to have one. And Jamie's like, what do I need a lawyer for? What are you talking about? And Lipton goes, no signs of forced entry into the home. And Jamie, you are the last person to see your wife alive. Mm -hmm. And Jamie's befuddled, asking if Lipton really thinks he killed his own wife. And Lipton replies, uh, totally trying to like riz him up a little bit. He's like, no, of course not. I'm just trying to help your lawyer out. Try to shift the blame onto somebody else. Right? Is that what you're doing, sir? But my question is here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, Jamie was the last person to see her live, like most husbands tend to be, uh-huh. you know, that late on a weekday night, just, you know, like, yeah, yeah people are at home. Yeah. Normal people are at home, okay? There wasn't a spot of blood on him, mm-hmm. okay? He has receipts of when he went and picked up and paid for the food. And they should be able to tell how long she's been dead. Yes, he was seen by at least half a dozen people on the street mm-hmm. and the people working in the store, yeah. okay? Not only that, his footprints would be the only ones trailing blood from here to the bedroom. True. There's no way with as much blood as there was on the ground. I mean, yes, maybe he showered and then called the police, right? They would have found blood down the drain. This is 2007. Yeah. This is not 1924. We have the technology. Right? Like, I just... <laughs> I'm baffled by why but he... to be fair, there are no other footprints mm-hmm. in the place. Sure. So, what are they supposed to think? Sure. But there's only his set of foot sh- er, footprints going in, not bloody, and then coming back out bloody. True. There's no way, not a single chance that he wouldn't be leaving footprints. And I doubt he's standing there, like, on tiptoes, wiping up the little bits of of where blood would have been that they could easily see with Luminol. Yeah. Melissa watches a lot of crime shows. I do! And stuff like this (laughs) makes me real mad when I'm watching movies like this. Because you look at it, and you go, yeah, I can see why that would be a problem. And then you have other people that are like, no, why would that be a problem? Mm -hmm. Why would that be a problem? I mean, they have like, no leads, I, so... Sure. Yeah. But all I'm saying is you're going to take this to court. Yeah. You're going to take that to court. Good luck. And have somebody, without a shadow of a doubt, say, yes, this man did it. 
No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No. But Jamie's upset now, saying, um, why don't they start looking for the person who delivers the pu- uh, delivered the puppet? He thinks that that's who did it, right? And Lipton says that that's a silly idea and obviously had nothing to do with his wife's murder, right? Okay. So um, he wants Jamie to connect it somehow. And Jamie explains that from his hometown, a puppet is a bad omen, that it brings death to those around them. Lipton again thinks that this is stupid and accuses Jamie again. And he reminds Jamie that he said he heard Lisa speaking to him just moments before he found her body. But she didn't have a tongue then. In fact, according to Jamie, Lisa was already dead. And that doesn't make any sense. You are correct. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. But that's what I got. Right? (laughs) Why would I, if I was going to say my wife had been murdered, do all these theatrics? Yeah. When he very easily could have made it look like it was a like a a um, break in a break in murder yeah situation yep could have easily easily anyway yep (laughs) Jamie wants to know if he's under arrest and Lipton says not yet and Jamie says good that'll give him more time to do his own job and Lipton says well just don't leave town so he leaves town so he does (laughs) Jamie goes back to his apartment. Going inside to see that the police tape is still up and the plastic sheets covering the blood on the floor and whatnot. And, um, no. No. There would be an officer on guard. Yeah. They, or at least Like, you wouldn't be able locks. to go back into no. your apartment. But unless you're does. getting things and leaving. Yep. Yeah. And even then, even probably then. not. No. Okay. Yeah. So... He goes back in and he grabs the puppet and he starts to look over the little casket box that he came in and he sees that there's a little tear in the fabric and he rips it off to see uh, an old timey Mary Shaw and Billy sign oh boy. On, on like, you know, yeah. on it. So he jumps in his car with the puppet and he takes the very long drive back to his hometown of Raven's Fair. A quiet place to live, says the sign. (laughs) He pulls up to see most of the town with boarded up windows and out of business and and tumbleweeds, basically, rolling through the city and stuff. And and a couple of homeless people just meandering around and everything. He drives up to his father's estate, takes a second to prep himself before knocking on the door, and a slightly older blonde woman, okay, Tell me, how old do you think this woman is? Mm, like 40s-ish? Yeah. Early 40s? Okay. Okay. That actress is 33 oh. when they filmed this. Oh. Okay. Okay. I am 32, Shannon. Yeah. We don't look like that. No. No. I mean, she's I, gorgeous. She's gorgeous. No, gorgeous. She's beautiful. I just, I, maybe it's the way she's dressed and how she has her hair, hair done and yeah. stuff. She's very prim and proper. Right? She does not look 33. No. no. She's a... Uh, she's a beautiful 40. Oh, she's absolutely. She's not a she's 33. Gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was maybe in her late 40s, and I said, oh, my fuck, I looked it up. She was 33. <laughs> Obviously, this was, you know, 2007, so she's she's older now. Yeah. But at time of filming, she was 33. Yeah. Which was, like, barely older than Jamie. He's, like, 31. And it's supposed to be, like, his stepmom. stepmom. Yeah. Mm. Um, she's his fourth stepmother oh so or third stepmother so maybe she is younger anyway she is yeah yeah um she answers the door and she's delighted to see him instantly pulling him into an awkward hug and he's just like hello who are you and she apologizes and she tells him that she's so sorry for his loss about about his wife Mm -hmm. and stuff but she's happy to see him home um and he's like 
who are you, right? And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Ella. Oh, he I'm doesn't even your know stepmother. her. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. He's very estranged from his father. Right. So he doesn't comment, but instead asks if his father is in. And she leads him inside, trying to explain that his father isn't the same man he used to be. And Jamie doesn't want to hear it. Right. Okay. Ella says, he won't fight you anymore, Jamie. Um, They both uh, hear his father calling from upstairs, and Jamie storms up there saying, if his father doesn't fight anyone anymore, he's not really his father. And I'm like, okay. Um, So they follow his voice, and Ella rushes over to him, and we see, and Jamie is completely caught off guard, right? We see his father looking horrible. He's in a wheelchair. He's got an oxygen mask on. Um, Ella goes to pull the oxygen mask up off of him, and he just... (gasps) Like, he does not look well, right? Okay. And so she she dutifully stands there just, like, caressing him and whatnot. Jamie doesn't understand what happened to him, and Elle explains that his father, Edward, had a stroke um, two months ago. And Jamie wants to know why he wasn't told. Edward (laughs) says, Jamie, you didn't return any of my calls. You know? And he's sorry that he wasn't so easy to get along with in the past, but he's changed now. The stroke has made him realize that he needs to have better bonds. short yes. and blah, blah, blah. Even though he's already, like, in his 60s and everything. Like, you should already know that, yeah. son. Like, yeah. Jamie is skeptical, but Edward is insistent that he is, and he apologizes about Lisa's death. And he knows that Jamie brought Lisa back here to put her to rest. And that he knows Henry Walker, and he'll call him, and everything will be taken care of. And Jamie says that he can handle everything and that Edward has barely been a father to him his whole life. But none of that matters. Now, he's here to ask him about Mary Shaw and the poem. Mm -hmm. And his father asks, what poem? And Jamie tries to remember it saying, beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, and he kind of, uh, you know, like he's trying to remember, be sure you never, ever scream, Ella finishes for him, right and she says it's just a scary poem jamie and he said he insists it's not just a poem it has to be real edward says they're from a small town with lots of silly superstitions and ella offers to make up a room for him but jamie declines saying he has a funeral to plan and storms out of the room okay he takes off and ella chases after him insisting that his father is a changed man and jamie turns around and he points at a portrait of a younger edward and child jamie standing next to an empty chair he says you see that my mother used to be in that painting until my father drove her to kill herself i don't know what that means other than maybe he's just a mean mean man and asshole of a husband and um and then he had her painted out of the portrait, right? His second wife also passed. We don't know how she passed, though. Was in another painting of his father standing next to an empty couch. He said he had her painted out, too. And then he says the third wife, who was smart enough to leave. Oh, so she is his third stepmother. Um, She was smart enough to leave. And he tells Ella it's a good thing that she'll outlive his father. Uh, No one will be able to paint her out of her painting. As he walks past a a portrait of his father, Edward, standing there. And Ella sitting beautifully in a black gown or black just like dress just smiling and stuff right yeah and then he storms out of there and jamie heads to walker funeral home going in the front door and seeing an older woman with a stuffed bird eating seeds from her hand right and she's clearly in the stages of dementia right like she's just sitting there just being like yeah little birdie you know just talking to herself and stuff right 
inside we meet Mr. Walker, the funeral director, Henry Walker, but I forgot his name was Henry for most of the movie. And he's the funeral director, and he is going over all the options with Jamie, casket stuff, all that, you know. And um, he asks, oh, have you had a chance to talk to Lisa's family about what they would want? And he says, no, um, I've only informed them about her passing, and we haven't really talked. They're grieving. Like, I just, I'm handling everything. So. They look at casket options and stuff, and Jamie asks what time Lisa's body will be arriving, and Mr. Walker says later that night, after the police release her body, he'll go pick her up and bring her here and get her ready for the funeral. Back at this tiny little motel, Jamie gets a room for the next few days, and he has the puppet sitting in a chair just kind of staring out the window as Jamie's sitting there staring at a uh, photo in his wallet of Lisa, right? And she's just smiling, right? So he sadly puts his wallet down, shuts off his lamp, and rolls over trying to get some sleep. And the flashing red light, the vacancy sign, is just in the room, right? Just completely illuminating the whole fucking thing. The camera zooms in on the puppet as we hear the sound slowly start to fade out. And the puppet turns to face Jamie, obviously. And he rolls over trying to get all cozy again before hearing Lisa's voice say his name. He's startled awake, seeing the puppet right in front of him in the flash of the red light, and then it's, the red light's gone, red light's back, and the puppet's not there, right? So he sits up, looking over to see where the puppet should be sitting, and there's the form of someone sitting, like, their back turned to him, right? Okay. And he's like, what the fuck? And then it turns to face him, and it's a very spooky old lady face, you know? And she, like, starts to come at him, and he panics and turns on the table lamp that's next to him. And, of course, the room is empty. The puppet is still sitting there, but it is staring at him. Mm. So... Mr. Walker pulls into his driveway, carefully pulling Jamie's wife out of the car and opening up the bag in the morgue. But he jumps back saying, can't be. Before grabbing... Oh, he hears a noise behind him and he turns and hurries over to a small crawl space uh, that, you know, was totally built there for an actual purpose and not to be the most terrifying thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, a crawl space in a morgue. Sure. Why would anyone do that? Yeah. Why would anyone do that? Yeah, it very much goes (laughs) under the house. And I'm just like, so I'm half wondering if the dad converted like a garage into a morgue and so like yeah that's where the crawl space is because it was the garage that would go under the house you know i don't know i don't like it either anyway but he um grabs a little flashlight and he looks in and um whatever's in there can stay in there i don't give a fuck and he thinks his wife has crawled in there again okay this is a recurring thing he does see her down there and she's in her nightgown saying, she won't find me down here. She won't Aww. find me down here. And he, her name's Marion, and he says it a million fucking times in this movie. Okay. And he coaxes her to come out. She reluctantly crawls out and he helps her up. Oh, is she the dementia one? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, okay. she's his wife. Um, and she shushes her fake little bird. And he's like, I'll come up soon. Like, I'll be, I'll be done soon. Go on up and I'll, I'll come to bed and stuff. Aww. So she hurries out and he returns back to Lisa's body where he takes a picture of her with a very old ass, like, camera with the big old light bulb. And, like, it's there. So the camera flash takes us to an old wooded cemetery where Jamie and I'm guessing Lisa's family are putting flowers on her coffin. And it's a sad little, like, they don't spend any time on this funeral whatsoever. Anyway, Jamie's walking through the woods now. Um, (laughs) Okay. And he sees Mrs. Walker wandering alone through the trees. He follows after her and she catches him off guard. Like, he kind of loses sight of her and she, she scares him. And she asks if he saw her. 
um, did he see her kill his wife because uh, because she did kill your wife? And he's like, what are you talking about, ma'am? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, well, you are the one who are she, like, yeah. yeah, I would be like, what do you know? What do you know? And yeah. stuff, right? Mr. Walker arrives out of nowhere and tells her to leave Jamie alone. Like, now is not the time. You need to, you know. He suffered enough. Yes. So he goes to hurry her away. And Mrs. Walker howling about how he must bury the doll. And Jamie looks over to see a large tombstone covered in weeds. And he rips off the weeds. And, of course, it's Mary Shaw. Of course. Right. Yeah. Rushing back to the motel, Jamie grabs the doll. Seeing the back of his neck is scrawled Billy. Hmm. Okay. And he drives back to the... the. There's so many moments in this movie where they just, like, make it silent for no reason. And you're like, oh, there's Mary Shaw. And then it's nothing. Okay. It's just the puppet being like... Because that's, like, yeah. the thing. He's just... Yeah. Because he's just facing forward and just like side, side eye. eye, yeah, like <laughs> bombastic. It's just anyway. So he gets back to the graveyard. He finds Mary's tombstone and he sees dozens and dozens of little tombstones labeled with different names. No, yeah. and he finds the Billy one, digs it up, and uh, indeed sees that it is empty. So he um, quietly wonders who dug Billy up. And the whole area goes silent again, right? Hmm. So he quickly grabs the doll and unceremoniously tosses him in. And just as he's about to put the lid on, the puppet's head snaps towards him. Oh, good. And he <clears throat> and puts the lid down, right? He's just okay. No. Then he buries him back up. Jay, Jamie hightails it out of there, only to being startled by someone flashing by his car windows. This went on for like three minutes of something just like, oh, 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 his like that he can't see because his windows are kind of fogged up from the rain and whatnot and just great it's stupid anyway and then he turns and he looks and there's billy and then drops down and so he jumps out of his car and there's no billy why would you leave your car i don't know <laughs> he's like the bravest dumbest guy like he just is like I mean, no i'm gonna fucking figure this shit out and i'm like it wouldn't be a movie if I'm, he didn't yeah so, i mean yeah. other people would have been like oh no and yeah. stuff so like but i appreciate that he's at least like no what the fuck like i True. can appreciate that a little bit so yeah back at the motel jamie is washing his face in the sink only to come out of the room and is startled by billy mm-hmm. sitting on his bed of course and lipton sitting on a chair excuse me breaking and entering the fuck out of here yeah fuck off yeah okay i mean he wasn't supposed to leave town but for a funeral you can leave town <laughs> yeah i'm not under arrest i can leave town thank you also, it's been how long and he's just showing up? Yeah. But yeah, breaking and entering. And I said, just because it's a hotel room, the hotel clerk can't let an officer in unless the hotel is the one being like, hey, you remove need to come this remove person. this person. Yeah. Or they show up with a warrant. Yep. I was just like, what the fuck are you doing in here, sir? <laughs> anyway, so Lipton says, um, I thought I told you not to leave town. And uh, Jamie, annoyed, asks if he... Er, says that he came to bury his wife. Do you have a problem with that? Mm -hmm. And Lipton says, nope. And then he turns on his electric razor and just kind of starts shaving his neck again. Sir. Yeah. What? And he says, problem is, she's not the only one you came to bury, huh? And I was like, you get all the best little, like, quippy. Quippy, yeah. Like, I'm like, is this why you were made a detective? They were just like, are you really good at antagonizing the, you know? Why does he have to shave so often, though? It's just his Why is that his thing? It's just, I watched, like, the behind the scenes for this movie one time, and they were said that they were just trying to give him, like, a character, like, quirk. Give him a fucking lollipop like every other detective. Right? Yeah. Jesus. I don't know. But they wanted him to be, like, this, this... You know, he's always shaven because he cares about his appearance, but, like, he also just kind of looks like a greasy... Yeah. yeah, Like, just... Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. Yep. 
Uh, Jamie is annoyed that Lipton is following him, and Lipton wants to know what's up with the puppet and uses the puppet to ask some questions like, right? Like if the puppet is evidence in the crime that Jamie is the number one suspect in, right? And Jamie again explains that the puppet arrived at his doorstep and he was putting it back. Then tells him about Mary Shaw and her poem, which I'm over here like, listen, son, he was over here like, yeah, this po- or this puppet showed up at my house. And you were like, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's you bullshit. didn't even want to listen. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And, and now, now you're, you're over here, here like, about the puppet. Yeah. Fuck off. Yes. Like, just anyway. And then uh, tells him about Mary Shaw and her stupid poem, right? And Lipton goes, uh, be sure to never, ever scream. And, and Lipton goes, or what? Oh, or you end up without a tongue. Guess your wife didn't listen. And Jamie bolts at him, grabbing him by the shirt. And Lipton is able to calm him down by being like, hey, hey, you know, you don't want to have assaulting a police officer added to your list of crimes, Watch right? What list? Right? That'll be my first one. Yep. Let's go. Oh, and I'd just, be pissed. Yep. Lipton takes Billy with him and says, well, good night, neighbor, and walks off, right? And Jamie's like, neighbor. And he looks over as Lipton is standing, like, leaning out a little bit of his... Like, what if like, Jamie didn't follow you, sir, right? Like, so he's just, for like, a minute. leaning out the door, and he's got the puppet with him. And the puppet goes... Like, just gives a little slip. <laughs> and I was fucking dying. I was like, oh, this gosh. guy. Like, he's just... He's just... And it goes in his room, like, right next door. And I'm like... Wow. Anyway. That's funny. The next morning, Lipton is shaving again while talking to the puppet, asking his secret for such smooth skin, right? And then he hops in his, uh, it autocorrected police to Olive. His Olive car? His police car and takes off. Jamie's sneaking out of his room to break into Lipton's, which is honestly just him opening the door. I guess this teeny tiny little town, nobody cares about locking their fucking hotel room. So anyway, uh, he steals the puppet and he takes it back to Walker's funeral home. Mrs. Walker uh, looks quite startled. And hurries off, right? Uh, Mr. Walker coming out to tell her... Oh, and her telling him, like, as she's walking past him, I didn't say anything, I didn't say anything, and hurries inside, right? And Jamie is like, what the fuck, right? (laughs) And Mr. Walker tells Jamie that he shouldn't have that doll and asks where he got it because it's hers. And Jamie says, who? Mary Shaw's? And Mr. Walker flinches at the name, obviously, because, you know, and he says, we don't say her name here and stuff, right? And Jamie's like, why? I want to know who killed my wife, right? Mr. Walker explains that there are some things you remember and some things you never forget, like the look on Mary's face when she died. Okay. Okay. So they transition uh, to Jamie and Mr. Walker talking inside, and Mr. Walker tells him about Mary Shaw, the ventriloquist who lost her voice. Okay. Okay. And they do this flashback, right? And he says, when he was a child, the town used to be thriving and in its glory days. Back then, the town uh, built a massive theater out on the lake because it was, you know, like, oh, you could just walk across to this massive. It's huge. It's a huge fucking lake. Or, like, a huge fucking theater, right? Which... From the from the distance, they're like, yeah, it's big. And then when you see it, you're like, yeah, it's big. Like, it's, But they showed that, like, tons of people were sitting in here. And I was just like, ah, the okay. perspective's off about this. But anyway, <laughs> they have, like, the little introduction and everything. He sits down. He says that he only saw her once, which was, I think, Mary's final show or something like that. I don't know. And we see a crowd clapping for Mary as she comes out onto the stage dragging a box behind her. And she opens the box to the crowd and we see it's empty. And she says, where's Billy? Billy! You know, just like calling out. And then you hear, you won't find me, mother! And uh, the crowd all laugh and everything and stuff, right? And uh, 
the young Mr. Walker is, or uh, Mary points at him and she says, you there, would you look under your seat? And so he looks down and he sees Billy the doll sitting underneath it, right? So he grabs him and he brings her back up to the stage. And she takes Billy and she says, tell him thank you, Billy. And he looks down and he says, thank you, Henry. And young Mr. Walker is like, um, hello, how do you know that stuff? And so Mary Shaw goes, is that right? Is your name Henry? And he goes, yeah. And she's like, well, thank you, Henry. And then lets him go off to his seat. And she sits down. How old was he? Like, he looks like he was... 10 or 11, right? Definitely not in his teen years, but not little, you know, like he's the in-between. She sits down and she asks Billy why he would run away. Am I a bad mother? And he says, no, you're the best mother in the world. It's just I don't like being in that box. It gets so stuffy and it makes me want to, 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 achoo, right? And she holds up a, a little handkerchief right as he sneezes and the handkerchief blows. Oh, right? Like, just, and uh, so the crowd laughs. Ah, ha, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And this is how funny. And so they chat for a second longer. And uh, a little boy in the audience calls out that he can see Mary's lips moving. Thanks, right? Heckler. Yep. And she kind of turns to look at him and Billy, Ooh, okay. you know, like a, <laughs> you say it again, you know? And so the whole crowd kind of looks at him. Bitch. Yeah. Whole crowd looks at him. And he's just like, yeah, I can see her lips moving. And a lot of the adults are like, we don't fucking care kind of a look. You know, they're just like, be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, duh, we know, you know. And um, It's not a magic trick. Yeah. And so Mary turns to Billy and she says, well, what do you think of that? Young Michael doesn't think that Billy's a real boy. And... Um, Billy says that he, that can't be true. There's no way she'd give him all the good lines. And everyone laughs again and stuff, right? Like, yeah. she's very clearly trying to be like, <laughs> thanks, kid. Let's yeah. go on. You Moving know. on, yeah. And the little boy says something snarky again about, like, well, we can see it. We know he's not a real boy and stuff, right? Mary says, oh, don't worry, Billy. There will always be doubters. And Billy says that he doesn't want to forget it. And that he should show them that he's as real as that little boy. Right. And Mary starts like, oh, there's no need. We need to go on with the show. Mm -hmm. And Billy starts. No, mother. No, I'm just as real as he is. As Mary is saying, Billy, calm down. It is okay. Both of them talking at the same time. Yeah. This is where the crowd goes. Yes. Uh, And the crowd is like, oh, they're they're mesmerized. They think this is amazing. Right. This is where I would get. They start clapping and cheering and everything and Billy starts to finally calm down and stuff right and uh, everybody just thinks this is fascinating and so both Mary and Billy turn and look at young Michael and they tell him who's the dummy now also sorry oh yes um so this is a small town yes and she's famous in this small town Mm -hmm. for being from this small town yes so it's not shocking that she should know people's names right yeah but they're like, whoa, how do... I think it's mostly, like, the kids are like, how do you know my name okay. and stuff, right? Like, it's just, you know, the little kid mentality. Yeah. So, which I'm like, bro, you are Henry Walker, the son of the only town's mortician. Of course they know who the fuck exactly. you are. And the other little boy will get to who he is. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Mr. Walker, they do a flashback, right? Says that after um, a few weeks, that disbelieving little boy went missing. Mm. And that he always felt that Mary Shaw had done it. And soon after, Mary Shaw was murdered, but they never found out who did it. In her will, she had her dummies buried with her, all 101 of them. Oh my God, why? That's because so they were much her money. children. 
That's a lot. That's mm-hmm. too many but children. But she was the best act in town. She had all this money, apparently. Like, just... Okay. I don't know. I don't know. 101. Yeah, she had all 101 of them buried and stuff. And, and uh, anyway... And that his father, the previous mortician, which took me five fucking minutes to be like, what is the name of a person that works in the morgue? Like, and I was trying so fucking hard to remember the word mortician. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So that's something you think about every day. I know, but I was like, I fucking know that word. Anyway, was the one who prepared Mary's body for funeral. Her final request was to be turned into a doll. No. Yes. No. So... (laughs) Which, like, let's traumatize the mortician that has to do that, okay? Listen, and I'm very much of the opinion of somebody being, like, their final wish of being, like, oh, bury me in a blue casket or something. Or, oh, um, I want to be uh, um, Cre- cremated. And thank you for understanding that. Um, and toss into the ocean of this place, right? right? Like, yeah, I can understand that. People being, like, no, I want to be turned into a plant. I might want to be that person that is turned into a stone and put in the hilt of a knife and used to avenge my death. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't depends, entirely know. You know. Yeah. It's not my problem after I'm dead. Yeah. So, but I'm over here like, and like, you know, most people, they have the easy requests. Oh, leave my house to my children. Leave my car to my children. Leave my fortune to my children and stuff. Yeah. Mary wants a man to carve out her insides, Ugh. saw off her lower jaw, put in a hinge to make it Oh. Are you kidding me? That's intense. Yeah. That's more. No. Okay. You know what I would have done? She's good. Like. I mean, they take out your insides anyway. Sure. So. What all embalm you? She's good. Yep. He had to scoop out her eyes and put in fake ones. I think they do that anyway. Do they? I think For so. every single doll. Or for every single person. Not doll, sorry. Why would they do that? What does it matter? Seal your eyes closed and then, I the, don't know. Seal my eyes closed. Keep right. my eyeballs. I don't give a shit. And people don't I'm dead. Eyeballs. I'm going in a box in the ground. Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't care. Like, it's not like my eyeballs are going to start oozing out at any second, right? I don't know. I don't know. I need to call up a mortician. Kayla, Kayla, if you're listening, you don't. But hi. Is she the, the mortician on TikTok? No. I have a friend that's a mortician. Oh, that's cool. Call her. Okay. See if we can interview her. She's in Texas. I'm fine. That's <laughs> fine. I'm Kayla. Fine. Kayla. <laughs> I was going to say, is it the TikTok one? Because she's in some hot one. Oh, no. So it's drama. I'm on every side of TikTok. Except for the dancing hoes. Every time I see one of those, I block them. Yeah. No, thank you. Yep. Have you seen... Sorry, this is going to derail. The, the lives that are really popular right now where people are NPCs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Gang, 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 Hers was like, a rose for me? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. A rose for me? Thank you. Yes. I'm like, what are we doing here? No. I also Why see the one lady this? with the fucking puppets, like it's labyrinth style and stuff. She's dressed like an elf and they're just dancing and singing the whole time. I saw And one. I'm like, they do that for like two hours straight. She's <laughs> good for them. Yeah. They're having a good time. No, thank you. Not, could not be me. No. Alyssa has energy for five minutes. Yeah. I'm sitting right now and I'm tired. So like <laughs> there was one I saw last night that legit looked like characters from like puppets from the Black Crystal. Oh yeah. And there was just like a girl and a, a guy and he was like stirring something. Yes. And she was just like just like loving on him, but they're yep. just little puppets. I blocked that guy. Ah, I hate them. It was so weird. Yep. I was like Tony. 
what yeah, is this? Because he's he was like, like, no. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Nope. I can't. I just. Lives are fucking weird. I just get out of here. And apparently, and all you have to do is apparently have your tits out, and you're the ones getting all the money and everything. And I told Zach, I'm clearly doing something wrong. Maybe we and should like, do a fake live. Yeah. Where we pretend we're NPCs <laughs> and we pop popcorn with strangers. <laughs> I wonder how like how popular we go right. with that. Anyway, popcorn. Nom, nom, nom. Right. <laughs> anyway. So we see a flashback of young Mr. Walker again creeping in to peek at Mary Shaw, who is on a table in her casket already, right? And he's not tall enough to see into the casket on the table, so he stands on the like the bar at mm-hmm. the bottom and um, it starts looking at her feet, first of all, and just like scanning up. And it takes okay. so fucking long to do that. Anyway, though, before he can get to her face, his weight upends the table and it falls over. So she falls on top of him. She's in a casket? Yes. And his weight? Yes. No. Yeah. Fuck that. Exactly. Do you know how many men it takes to move a casket? At least six. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> yeah. Listen, as a hefty child, yeah. I don't so, believe yeah, it. yeah, he's knocking that shit over. Okay. She falls on top of him. Ugh. And we see her horrible old face, which I took a picture of at a diff... Oh, here it is. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's, that's the face he gets to see right in front of him in the flashing of the lightning of the storm that's going Why on right did then. his father choose that as her doll face? Stop. I don't no, know, I right? don't like it. Why'd you zoom in? <laughs> don't make it to bigger. Make you see it better. I don't want to. to let you see it better. Also, I took a picture of whatever the fuck this ad is for the, the dance moms and whatnot. Why are they reaching for her like that? Oh, I don't Why like is she that standing there like that? Is that just like the weirdest fucking thing? I don't like that I don't all. like that at all. No. So back to weird normal shit Okay, other weird. dolls. Sure. You know? Thank yeah. you. We love dolls. Yes. Back to this. Uh, <laughs> I meant to send that to you earlier and I just forgot. So he goes crawling backwards terrified as the lightning flashes and obviously she's suddenly standing in a spooky at him and whatnot and his father comes in and finds him and mary shaw still laying on the ground right and mr walker flashback over talks to jamie again saying that ever since mary shaw was buried the town has gone uh, downhill whole families murdered and missing their tongues men women and children as he hands jamie these stacks of pictures and he says that when the bodies were found um, together, they had been posed as if they were taking family portraits. Oh, my right? God. Which he has the pictures of them all like this. And Jamie thinks it's sick that he has these. And he says, it's part of my job. I have to. Yeah. Like, and so, Also, that should be like evidence for you, sir. Yeah. Look at all these other murders that are yep. the exact same MO. Exactly. In this town. Yep. That is not me. Yep. Because I live here. Yep. You should be grateful for those pictures, you right? jackass. So Jamie storms out saying that he's going to the theater on the lake. And Mr. Warns, or Mr. Walker warns him to be careful, right? As Jamie drives away, we see Billy the puppet still sitting on the chair in Mr. Walker's house. Jamie, using a road map, drives all the way out to the theater while Detective Lipton goes to dig up the fucking dolls. Uh, why? Jamie has to use an old boat to get uh, to the theater as the bridge was broken. That means don't go there. Exactly, right? But finally makes it inside. The whole massive thing is rotten and uh, being taken over by wildlife. Like, there's full trees growing up in it. And I'm just like, how? Yeah. It's on a lake. Yeah. (laughs) The wind carried the seeds and then it was planted in nothing. In nothing. 
But also kind of cool. I know. And I'm like, but if it had just been, like, the old theater, I would have been like, yeah, of course trees took over. Like, trees can go through fucking anything. Yeah. They grow through cars yeah. sometimes. They're sat there long enough. Like, But not on right. a lake. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the whole thing's rotten, blah, blah, blah. Um, the chandelier has clearly fallen down. Parts of the ceiling are caving in. He sees this old piano. This, it's, like, super dusty. And I'm just like... I don't know. I just don't understand how it would be that dusty if it was on a lake. Like, everything should be more moldy yeah. to me. Like, but everything mossy is and very dusty. Thick, thick layers of dust. And so I mean, I'm just like, I mean, yeah, it's so windy. Yeah. And so it can blow things in blow and dirt whatnot. And stuff. But I'm just like, to mm. me, it should be more, like, mossy. And so yeah. it's on top of a lake. Yeah. I don't know. If I, wildlife is taking over, that's what makes sense. Exactly. I don't know. Anyway. And he decides in his plan... That he needs to go up to the catwalk and cross the catwalk. For reasons. For reasons, which happens to lead him to another portion of the upstairs part, like the attic of the theater. And we find, a like, an apartment up there kind of a thing, right? So it's got, like, the old um, fireplace and stuff. Okay. And um, there's a big bed and everything. Like, clearly, this is where Mary Shaw lived. Or I'm like, or maybe that's where they were trying to, like, meet people... Like, they're coming to perform. Like, that's like where that's they stay. Like, green room kind yeah. of thing. And I'm just like, well, why would you have that upstairs? That's weird. Well, yes, walk across the catwalk to get downstairs to get to... No, that's weird. I just think that's bizarre. It's also, bizarre. the fact that he's trusting his life on this catwalk mm-hmm. and this ceiling floor that mm-hmm. has been rotting away for years. Oh, it does kind of give out a little bit while no, he walks. and But he makes it across, and I'm just like... No, thank you. I would uh, reverse... Put yep. my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Right. But I'm assuming this is where Mary Shaw, like, at least lived. This is, like, the only place anyone ever knows of her being at. So, okay. like, you know, so she, Phantom of the Operas, lives there. Yep. And, yeah, so everything's covered in, like, thick, thick layers of dust and spider webs, which, I don't know. Do spiders genuinely just make blankets of everything? I don't think like, so. I don't think they really do. Like, no. and I just get confused whenever I see shit like that. I'm just like... Like, in the corners and stuff, sure, yeah. but, like, there's not just going to be, like... Wafting web. from things. Yeah, no, like, I'm, like, maybe across chandeliers and stuff, but, like, it's across the mantle place of the fire and of the fireplace, and, and I'm just, like... Okay. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's just weird. I just All think right. it's bizarre. Like, and I know it's spooky and cool and stuff, but I'm, like, I don't think you guys understand how spiders think. No. Like, it's not realistic. no, it's just, no, it's stupid. So, anyway, though... He sees posters falling off the walls of Billy and Mary and stuff. And he finds an old rotten suitcase of newspaper clippings and a journal. Mm. And as he stands there, um, we see a vanity or in the vanity mirror. He's looking down at the book, not looking at the vanity mirror. We see someone walking past him. Right. Mm-hmm. So he starts flipping through the journal and we see it's the same sketchbook from the beginning opening credits and stuff. And it's got lots of sketches and some photographs of the dolls and stuff like that. And he sees, he flips to this one page and there's this little flip of paper, okay, that says to make the perfect doll on it, right? But the little flip of paper is like taped to the book so you could like flip it. But he doesn't, like, we don't see him flip it. Right. I guess he does. But we don't see it flipped. Okay. So, anyway. And then he sees, he flips the paper again, and he sees a newspaper clipping of the misbehaving, disbelieving boy, right, that was missing. And it says Michael Ashen on the bottom of it. Oh. Yes. And so he's clearly related to Jamie somehow. He suddenly hears the sound vanish from the room. He's started by another apparition of Mary, and he hightails it out of there. Okay. Uh, back at the funeral home, Mr. Walker hears his wife talking to someone in the other room. 
her saying that she didn't talk. She didn't say anything. And we suddenly hear another angry woman's voice saying that you did talk. So Mr. Walker hurries the fuck in there. And then we see Billy the puppet sitting there. She's talking to Billy the puppet, right? And so he grabs the puppet and he says, I'm putting this back where it belongs. And he carries him to his morgue where he throws him down and he starts looking for a shovel, right? Okay. When he hears sobbing. Okay. And he turns and he thinks that Marion had gotten to the, the crawl space again. So I don't know if there's another crawl space entrance or whatever, because she could have, because there's multiple crawl space entrances yeah. in, in a lot of houses yeah. and stuff. And obviously he didn't see her go in there, but she could have gone down there Out from somewhere else. Out yeah. or something. And yeah. yeah, so he hears her crying and he feels bad and he's, oh, Marion, I'm sorry for yelling at you. And he goes down there and stuff and... Anyway, he's obviously startled by Mary Shaw, and she attacks him, yep. um, and he, causing him to shriek in fright, and a wicked smirk crosses her face as she snatches his tongue out of his mouth, right? And it's a, it's a real quick flash of just like, Ka-ka! and then him like falling backwards, and it's just oh, oh, bloody and stuff, right? <laughs> and then we see her take his tongue, uh-huh. and a long-ass tentacle of other tongues comes out of her mouth. No. Which she attaches the tongue to. No. And then slithers it towards his face going, your voice is mine now, Henry, in his voice. Okay. Jamie drives to his father's house, seeing him in his stepmother. I'm just uh-huh. getting through the movie now, uh-huh, okay? Uh-huh. I saw that the first time in theaters and I went, well, okay. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool. You've lost me. So, (laughs) Jamie drives to his father's house, seeing him and his stepmother having dinner as she's dutifully feeding his feeble father some soup, right? And she says, Jamie, dinner's ready. How about I get you a bowl? It's delicious soup. And he says, no. And he's not here to eat. He's here to talk about Mary Shaw. Mm Mm-hmm. And he demands to know about Mary and the missing boy. He wants to know what Michael Ashen has to do with my wife being dead. And his father relents, saying that Michael Ashen was Jamie's great uncle. So his uncle. Okay. And their family knew, like, uh, after his uncle went missing, there was only ever one person that they believed it could have been. Right. You know? So they rounded up a posse and stormed the theater, attacking her, forcing her to scream and cutting out her tongue with a shaving razor. Oh, my God. No wonder she's so vengeful. But she didn't stay dead. She came back and took her revenge. One by one, each of the men from the posse were killed and their tongues ripped out. Then their wives and their children and their children's children. He says he knows Jamie has resented him for sending him away. Oh. That was never discussed. Okay. But he says that he had been trying to protect Jamie from the curse. And Jamie says, well, it didn't work, did it? What about Lisa? And his father says that Lisa's death made him realize that there is no escaping this fate. Jamie spits um, that he's, oh, I'm paying for my father's sins. No, you're paying for your great-grandfather's sins. Yeah. Your father is also paying for those sins. Yes. So, like, but here's the thing. So his father wasn't even born yet yeah his dad was a child when all of this was going down yeah so his great grand and you're mad at me right what you're you just looking to, to be mad it? at your dad for whatever reason yeah right yeah and like you can be mad at your dad obviously he drove your mother to suicide or whatnot if it was suicide yeah you know yeah who fucking knows at this point but anyway i said don't blame your dad for fucking everything anyway, yeah anyway So Jamie says that he doesn't know how, but he's going to stop this curse, right? And Jamie goes to leave only to run into Lipton, 
who shows up and he says, hey, Jamie, can you help me with a missing persons case? I'm looking for a young brown haired boy and all his brothers and sisters. And Jamie's like, what the fuck are you talking about, basically, right? And Lipton's like, oh, I dug up those caskets and not a single one of them had a doll in it. Great. Right? You think I did that? Yeah, I was like, you think I? I clearly have only been here for this time to this time. What are you talking about? Like, I just, and then reburied that, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. And that he's, for some reason, going to take Jamie in now. Okay. With, on what grounds? For getting rid of evidence in a murder or something. I don't fucking know. Ellis suddenly appears asking if Jamie is okay and that he has a phone call. Jamie answers the phone and hears Mr. Walker saying that he found something that can prove that Jamie didn't kill Lisa and to meet him at the old theater. Why? Um, so uh, he's trying to convince Lipton to come with him, just being like, no, you can come with me and everything. And Lipton mm-hmm. is like, no, dude, like that's, this is, that's not how I'm this not works. following you anywhere. Like, yeah. no. And so, and so he tells him, hey, don't make me handcuff you in front of your mom. So Jamie grabs him by the shirt and throws him over the couch and bolts out the door, right? And Lipton's <laughs> right after him. And Ella's like, Jamie, Jamie, no, and stuff, right? And Jamie jumps into his car. Lipton gets to it. And he's like, come on, man. Don't make me chase you, right? And then Jamie starts to drive away. And That's he goes, exactly. I don't even have a full tank of gas. <laughs> oh, and gets in his car and drives after him, right? And uh, so that whole chase scene goes down. But Jamie obviously gets to the, the theater before him. And he finds an old lantern just kind of sitting on the dock. Sure. And manages to light it. And this thing is not lit like a lantern should be lit. Like, oh, I just lit a fire in there and it's there's a fire. Yeah. It's like a fucking LED. Like he just went pop pop and put it in there. Okay. It's blue. <laughs> like it's I mean, like it's it's white light. It's not it's It's not like an oil lamp. Yeah. You know, it's oh oh <laughs> light, you know, like I just see a yellow LED. Come on. I know, right? I'm like, you literally could have made it look like anything else. And it's this white light. I don't know if they were trying to make it more. No, it's a solid light. And I was like, bad props department. Bad. Bad. You did bad on it. I don't know if they were trying to make it more ghostly, spooky. Because it was. It's aesthetically pleasing. But it doesn't make any sense. So it's whatever. It's fine. Um, Lipton grabs his shotgun and chases after him, finding another boat and crosses after Jamie does, right? Okay. Inside, Jamie starts looking around, calling out for Mr. Walker. He hears Mr. Walker calling calling him from up the catwalk. Jamie goes up after him. There's a lot of just like, they spend like 10 minutes of this movie in this theater Mm -hmm. doing nothing. Okay, like they're just wandering around. Okay, Can I anyway. just tell you how dumb I am real quick? Oh, yeah. What? I forgot that Henry was dead and that she was the one talking through him. So I was like, yeah. why are they meeting at the theater? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes all the sense. You're good. But he doesn't know, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm with Jamie uh-huh. on this one. And I know they only showed him actually dying so that they could do the tongue thing yeah. and stuff. And I was like... Like, we get it. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Like, just but if they had voice. him... Yeah, but if they just showed him crawling into the crawl space... And then ending the scene, we would have been like, whoa, what happened to Mr. Walker? And I think that would have been better. Right. Because then he gets up there and you realize there is no Mr. Walker. And mm-hmm. it's just Mary Shaw talking through his voice. You'd be like, oh, she killed him. Yeah. Duh. Like, yeah. Especially where we know that the ventriloquism she can thing already comes in. Yeah. yeah. We know. 
We get it. They just wanted to show her doing the tongue thing. No, we don't need that. And I was like, no, you can no. have her still have the weird snaky tongue. And I would be like, oh, she still has their tongues. There's a nuance to movies that people can understand. You don't have to explain it You at don't. All. Nuance is so lost nowadays because they're so worried about dumb fucking people going to movies yeah. and not getting things. Yeah. I think we need to make people work to enjoy a movie again. Yep. And yeah, anyway, not the whole point. <laughs> Jamie is none of these things. Okay. Jamie is, everything's on his sleeve. Okay. Anyway, so they spend way too long meandering around this place, right? And suddenly Lipton shows up and is like standing there staring at him with a shotgun, which... No. But he did run from him. But yeah, so he's got a shotgun pointed on him and he's like, there's no one here, Jamie. Look, no one here. And you hear Mr. Walker's voice, I am here. And they both, like, what is that? You know, like, because obviously that's not the way somebody should be saying that. You know, if they were like, no, I'm right here. Like, you know, no, I've got the truth. Like, yeah, not, I am right here. Right. So um, Lipton, like, looks around for a second and he points the gun at Jamie again and he says, if you say I told you, show, I'm going to shoot you. (laughs) And then they go, like, start exploring and stuff again, right? And they hear Mary humming, just a woman's voice humming, coming from behind a wall. And a little bit of investigation later, they realize that the room has a false wall, okay? Mm -hmm. And not just, like, no. Okay. It's labyrinth style where you look, you think it's the one wall, but if you walk a little bit further and you turn, there's a hallway. Okay. Which at any other angle you, you would notice if you go, oh, hey, that's a false wall. There's an opening there. Whoa. Yeah. That makes no sense. So that's the wall they walk through. They walk through that fucking last little hallway. Okay. But Jamie does that. He steps over and he turns to Lipton and he says, whatever you do, don't scream. And then walks past the wall. And Lipton's like, Jamie, and goes after him and stuff, right? Okay. And I was like, why do you have such a hard on for him? Anyway, um, (laughs) so he goes after him and they, they walk into a hidden attic area that's like, the bigger part of the stage and stuff, right? Like, uh, like it's above the stage, but mm-hmm. like, anyway, not the point. This is a clearly a workspace for Mary Shaw, as there were hundreds of doll parts laying around, as well as some fully finished puppets and stuff. Lipton picks up a, one of the puppets and he says to Jamie, you know, if I see another one of these things, and he tosses it over his shoulder, which hits a curtain, causing the curtain to fall, and we reveal the shelves upon shelves of the glass coverings of all of 101 of Mary Shaw's dolls. Oh. Okay. Okay. And should I say 100 as of course. Billy is missing sure. from his case, right? And they keep looking around and stuff. And Billy looks over, or not Billy, Jamie looks over and he sees something covered. There's so many of these like just dumbass names. Sorry. Yeah. He removes the sheet and we see a rotting corpse strung up like a puppet, like a, like a, like a marionette puppet. Yeah. And it is very quick or very clearly Michael Ashton. Oh. His great uncle. Okay. Great. And Jamie says, well, I guess we just solved a 70-year-old missing persons case. Lovely. Okay. And, uh... How is it very clearly him if it's been 70 years? Mm. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. To be a skeleton now. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's... It's like she, I don't know, like embalmed... Preserved him. Preserved him. She very clearly did the eye and the puppet mouth thingy and stuff. So, okay. like, he's just this, like... Okay. But I would automatically assume that that was Michael, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who else? Um, suddenly, all the sound of the room vanishes, and Jamie says, this is how it starts, and they need to be careful. And all the dolls start creaking their heads towards him. And this goes on for, like, a minute and a half of just all the dolls, like, kick, 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 
cat turning their heads towards them and stuff, right? We get it. And they it. keep showing the same doll over and over again. Like they show this random girl doll and this random boy doll and the same doll and a random other doll and a random other doll, the same doll and a random other doll and the same doll and the same doll and the random other doll and a random other the same doll. Just to like have it crack, 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 crack. Like just, and I'm like, do you not have that many puppets? Because you clearly have that many puppets. Yeah. There's supposed to be a hundred of them. Yeah. Anyway, suddenly they hear a chair creaking and they both look over to see a clown puppet Uh rocking back and forth and stuff, right? No. And he keeps rocking into their light and then rocking back into the shadow and rocking into the light, rocking back into the shadow. What was that other movie that you did with the clown in the rocking chair? Uh, (laughs) I remember the movie. Uh Uh-huh. That was early on. Mm -hmm. It was... Sorry. No, you're fine. I just don't remember what one it is. <laughs> I don't either. You're good. Anyway, so Jamie, holding up his lantern, calls out Mary Shaw, and the puppet stops mid-rock. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he um, says, Mary Shaw, again. And the puppet creaks forward. It's like a Bloody Mary thing. And its eyes open up, and its mouth drops open, and you just hear, clever. And I'm like, clever what? Clever what? Calling Everyone your knows who the fuck you are. What do you mean? Yeah, no, that's stupid. This is not clever in the slightest. And I just, and Jamie says, what do you want? And she says, to silence all those who silenced me. Okay. And she says that in like many voices. And Jamie asks if that's why she killed Michael Ashen. And the doll replies, so hard to construct the perfect doll. Sometimes you have to use existing parts. Jamie demands to know why he, why she killed Lisa. And she says, come closer. I'll tell you. And Lipton's like, no. No, don't do that. No. And Jamie's like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It goes closer, right? No. And she's like, I'll whisper it to you. So he does the whole head turn thingy. And she says, you... Uh, another, again, more nuance that we could have gotten, mm-hmm. right? All she had to say was, you weren't the last Ashen. And oh, I would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she was pregnant. Oh, no. But no, she says the last Ashen was inside her, which is the weirdest say- way Ew. to say it. No. It's a creepy like ass that. way. Don't like that. Yeah. Don't like that in the slightest no. and stuff, right? So, like, okay. Was it amusement? <gasps> yes. Good okay. job. Look at you, girl. Good job. Thank you. Yep. And I'm like, all she literally had to say was, you weren't the last Ashen. And him for be like, oh, my wife and child. No. Yeah. Kind of a thing, right? Just anyway. And uh, Jamie looks back a little at Lipton like, "Mm." what? You just found out your wife was pregnant. You should be devastated. And he's just like, "Mm." and her tongue slithers through the clown's mouth and licks up his face. Right. And he jumps back startled, but doesn't scream. He's very good at that. Jamie's very good. good at not screaming. And uh, the doll's head is grabbed by these two dirty old hands as it just, like, rises up as she's clearly now standing behind it. She was a tall-ass lady, too. Okay. Jamie reminds Lipton not to scream, and he turns... um, Oh, Lipton turns and fires a gun at the clown, just shattering it and stuff, right? Jamie looks over, and he sees one of the doll's faces starting to contort to look like Mary Shaw's, and he's like, oh, that one! And so they just start shooting at the at the dolls that are very clearly like she's try, starting to possess and so jamie yells that we need to destroy all the dolls and he hurls the lantern and it catches it all on fire right great and he turns and he looks over as the michael doll stands up and mary's standing behind him and they just run out of the room because the whole building's going to catch on fire right okay but we hear mary screaming out in pain obviously her children are dying and stuff and like just and she's living through them and anyway they're running across the catwalk the catwalk falls and and, like, it just crashes down and Lipton falls, screaming, 
obviously, because Great. right. And Mary Shaw just <laughs> just like flies him through the curtain, and then a second later he comes flinging back through the curtain, but only his upper half, like oh. like she's holding his legs or some shit. As he's like ah, obviously his tongue and jaw are gone, and I just thought this was the funniest scene because he just like goes down the opening of the curtain, hits the ground, and his electric razor is just buzzing on the ground next to him. So that's like some house shark shit. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, no, mm-hmm. they, sh- no. Yeah. Jamie is trying to pull himself up, but he's startled by Mary and he falls, which crashes him through the ground into, I'm guessing, like a basement or whatever, because it's all water, right? Oh. So he takes a deep breath and decides, I can escape through here. I don't know. Okay. But he starts swimming through and I didn't realize that theaters kept mannequins. Oh. Constantly everywhere. Good. So he's swimming through this underwater graveyard of mannequins. Nope. And, and I was like, okay. I don't know what is the worst fate yes. here. So he somehow makes it out. Good. And stuff, right? He makes it out as he watches the theater start to burn down and then he remembers Billy, right? Uh-huh. And he says, one left. And he drives away and he drives to Mr. Walker's house and he hears Mrs. Walker sobbing. So he follows the voice down and he sees her sitting there with her husband's body or like his head in her lap and she's just begging him to say something and stuff right she's very heartbroken you know and so he asks where the doll is right because obviously mr walker's dead yeah and she says that mr ashen came and got him oh boy jamie's father yep right and he's like what my father's in a wheelchair she says no i saw it was him and he's like okay so he drives to his father's house now right as a massive storm comes rolling in, of obviously. Course. So at his father's house, he makes his way upstairs, taking so fucking long. He just is wandering through his fucking house for way too long. And he hears the noises in the house stop. So he walks into his father's room and it's just lit by a fireplace, right? There's no other light. It's just okay. the fireplace roaring, right? And he finds Billy in a baby bassinet and he grabs him and Mary jumps at him from the darkness, screaming at him. And Jamie... <gasps> But throws Billy into the fireplace, right? And Mary screams and goes back into the shadows. And Jamie is like, oh, it's over. Mm -hmm. And he looks over and he sees his father sitting in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So he approaches his father and he's like, dad, dad. And his father's just kind of vacantly staring. And so he's like, oh, crap. Did he have another seizure or stroke or some shit? So he shakes him. And his father just forward, right? And he's like, oh, no, dad. You know, he's like heartbroken. He's like, my dad's dead kind of a thing. Until he realizes that his father's back has been completely hollowed out and there's a pole sticking up his back, right? And he suddenly starts having all these flashbacks of everything making sense of Ella using his dad as a puppet the whole time. Because every time he, like, saw his dad, if Ella wasn't touching him, his father was just, like, sitting there. Like, he didn't take his own... Oh mask off, you know. Yep. He never once lifted a hand to Jamie come back or anything. No. He sat in his chair and yeah, he turned and he and he spoke, but it was Ella doing it all. Oh my god. And um we get flashes of Jamie looking through the the journal again and flipping over that little flap that says the perfect doll, you know. Mhm. And he flips it over. Now we get to see it. Yeah. It's Ella's face. I would have known who that was immediately. Yeah. It very much looks like her. How did he not know? I don't know. Okay. No idea. He just, I don't know. Anyway, so 
Ella is suddenly standing behind him, Hmm. and he jumps back as he sees her, and she says, who's the dummy now? As lightning flashes, (laughs) and it's suddenly Mary's face, like her her distorted, spooky face. Mm -hmm. And Jamie screams, no, as Ella launches at him. And then uh, fading out from his eye again, we see um, a photograph of Jamie sitting like a puppet with his face carved out and little little makeup dots and stuff. We see Lisa sitting like a puppet as well. Um, Lipton, Mr. Walker, Jamie's father, and Ella sitting perfectly prim in their little glass enclosures and a hand closing a book of the photograph, and it's Mary's hand. The end. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) It feels so 2007 somehow. Oh, yeah. It really does. That's so funny. And I... It took me watching it again this time, but I'm pissed, okay? Okay. For a very, very long time. I've hated this movie Mm -hmm. for one reason alone, okay? Mm -hmm. The premise is that Mary was murdered, Mm -hmm. and so she was coming back to get her revenge, Mm -hmm. okay? Because the family was like, oh, we think you killed this little boy. She She did. did. She did kill the little boy. (laughs) Yeah. So she can't come back and be like, I'm getting revenge because you guys murdered me wrongfully. No, she's just coming the fuck back because she's like, you guys told me to be quiet. Yeah. You silenced me. Yeah. Because you murdered someone, you bitch. You did. Also, it's not just my revenge on you guys. Mm -hmm. It's you and your children and your children's children. And so you just want to kill people for Mm -hmm. the rest of forever. Yeah. But what do you do after there's no one left? Also... I want to kill all those that silenced me? I wasn't even born yet, bitch. Yeah. Okay? Nothing. I wasn't even I wasn't even the egg in my mother's womb. I wasn't even thought like, of. Yeah, no, like, yeah. I was not even like there was no close to me being existing. No. Not like, at all. I just Yeah. Also, like, how did the what what magic even with the dolls in the first place? I don't know. She's just that vengeful enough of a spirit to do it? Or was she a witch? Did she make a deal with a devil? Right. What did she do? <laughs> Burn her. Like. Because yeah. he, uh, Billy mm-hmm. was talking on stage. Yeah. He was obviously alive. Alive. At the time. Yeah. So what? Mm-hmm. Unless she was that fucking good that she could do that. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, I know some people can do two voices at once, but like. Not arguing with yourself I like that. I don't think that. so. That doesn't make any sense. So... Mm -hmm. And can she only act through the dolls? I don't know. So, like, now that they're gone, but she took over the bot. There's at least six now. So, there's Ella, there's Mr. Walker, there's Lipton. But Ella's alive? But Ella, but she's not. It's like, it's like she's the, like, new body. I don't know. And that's my thinking, is I'm like, did you find someone, murder them, and turn them into a puppet? Or are you just possessing them and she's not actually a puppet? Yeah, because that's what it seems like, yeah. she's possessing her. Or, but if you can do that... Or were you reborn into this person's body that you're possessing all these... Like, I don't know. There's no... And I, and I wonder if they were planning on explaining it more in the other movies right. or whatnot. And it ver- they very much did not get greenlit in the slightest. And like, so what, like is, what is Ella doing... When Miss Mary is herself, mm-hmm. like, is doing all these things in is the theater. Is she Mary running around being, like, this ghostly spirit and right. whatnot? Like, you know? Okay. But here's my other question. Here, yeah. Here's my other fucking question for you, okay? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> 
you murder literally everybody else yeah. and you create this convoluted plan where you hollow out his father turn him into a puppet to what talk to him twice yeah to, to to what for what purpose other than you're wanting to kill him yeah but you make this entire fucking thing you know how you could have probably gotten him to come back to town so you could kill him by killing his father yeah Instead of sending him the doll yeah. to kill his wife and right. the last of them. Or you use the doll to kill them both. He was in the apartment. True. He was right there. Yeah. I mean, he didn't scream, so maybe that's like her rules and that's stuff. That's my other like, thing is who made up that rule? Mm -hmm. What part of the curse? Where did that come from? Yep. Is like, I can't touch you unless you scream. Right, so I'm going to scare the shit Arr. out of you over and over again. Like, what? Yeah, no, what? I can possess any fucking puppet that I've made or whatnot. And also humans, maybe? Maybe. Like, just... <laughs> there's no rules other than, mm, you didn't scream, I can't kill you now. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And like, just, I feel like him saying, no, like, is that the same as screaming? No. I don't I think, think so. so. I think that's more of a yell. It's Anguish. more of a proclamation. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I just... Exclamation. Yeah, I just... Yeah, when you said that, I didn't think it counted as screaming, and then no. you were like, oh, and then he's dead. Yeah. So... But also, at the same time, he's faced way scarier things than her being like, who's the dummy now? Yeah. I would have been like, pow! Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You have at least these two dolls in the fireplace. Like, let's go. Snap the neck. Let's, right? Like, Jamie, fight more. Like, this is the thing that's going to make you go, no... If he saw, like, if he looked down and he saw his father and went, no, and then Ella showed up and was like, hey, hey I yeah. would have been like, okay, yeah, that's justified. Sure. But no, it was him being like, oh, dad. And then him, oh, no, this woman I've only known for literally five minutes of my and entire give life. zero shits about. Mm -hmm. I've spoken to for probably a grand total of 10 minutes. Yeah. I should time how long he spends <laughs> talking to her. It's probably less. Like, I just. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So there's just a lot of rules that don't make sense. So that is why a 6.1 is surprising to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like the redeeming things, sure, I can, mm -hmm. I can understand. It's got some but spooky scenes here or there. The, yeah. the, the makeup or whatever, the CGI, whatever they did for the mouths was yeah. good. The puppets were creepy. Like, why are enough? their tongues? Like, why, like, if she just, like ripped out their throats or like i could see the jaw you know like is it so the that they could have the tentacle tongue that's what stuff. i'm saying like, is but yeah. why have that like why not just ursula it up mm -hmm. and be like i can take your voice because mm -hmm. i'm a ventriloquist because they want to make it creepier i hate it right i hate it yeah and also yeah i agree your tongue is not where your voice comes from no i can still make noise mm -hmm. i just can't make words yeah i guess yeah, but you know where the sound comes from? From the voice box. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called that. Yeah. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so that's that movie. Okay. So what score do you think is more appropriate? Like, like a five, if that. Mm. Maybe like a five point something. Yeah. But just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the story. Yeah. Because okay, the acting was fairly good, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, enough, I yeah. guess, you know, for it to not be a... It's better than a B movie, but not... A-list actors. Yeah. 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 And um, I, genuinely, like, I had the weirdest love-hate relationship with Lipton the entire time. I was like, this fuck face. <laughs> like, just, you know. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> his, I don't even have a full tank of gas, got me chuckling pretty hard. Yeah, like, you he's know. he's got some funny lines. Yeah. Like, he's supposed to be the quippy. Yeah, absolutely. Detective, yeah. And but. I just, 
But why the razor? I hate that more than I should. Oh, yeah? I that they cut it. her tongue out with a razor? No. Oh, his, oh, his, his electric razor. razor. Oh, yes. okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, I could see maybe the first one where he's, like, looking in the two-way mirror uh-huh. kind of a thing. Or getting ready that morning yeah. before he steps out. Yeah. But, like, why have it in someone else's hotel room? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yep. Why in the theater did it have to be his, like, dying thing? Yeah. That's so dumb. Mm-hmm. That makes me angry mm-hmm. with how dumb that is. Yep. I Okay. That's all. You're good. Like, I yeah. almost wish he just had, like, stupid sunglasses or something mm-hmm. that we could hate. Yeah, or just a smoker. And so, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Like yeah. his cigarette, his mm-hmm. his lollipop, mm-hmm. his something. Yep. Not a razor. Yep. I just... Is it because of her razor? Is that why it's supposed to be funny? I don't know. Because no it's idea. not funny. And I just, I can't get over that false wall. I can't get over the fact that she was like, oh, I'm coming back for revenge because you guys silenced me, even though I murdered a child for I mean, heckling me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was it her? Maybe it was the doll. Uh, she's the one who turned it into a puppet. So. Mm, yes, that is true. Yeah. In theory. I don't think Billy's turning other puppets into puppets. <laughs> I don't you know, know like it's pretty crazy. Just, okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I was over here like, listen, I get vengeful stories and stuff of them being like, oh, yes, I'm a ghost and I was murdered and so I'm going to get my revenge and whatnot. You were justifiably murdered. Yeah. They were getting their revenge. Yeah. Yeah. You kidnapped a child who was probably also like 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who was a child. Okay. Which, coming from someone who doesn't like children. I love some kids, but I don't yes. like a majority of them. Okay. Yeah. It's a child. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone in the audience could have been like, shut up, kid. Yeah. And she'd have been like, yep, there we go. You know? I'm like, I don't. Also, it's weird that it's like this small town, but at the same time, like, there's a Massive. huge theater. Yeah. She's so famous. Yeah, famous. She has so many dolls. Yeah. She doesn't tour. She doesn't. Mm-mm. There's enough that there's a freaking, like, poem and superstition about her. Mm-hmm. But also nobody except for Henry talked about all these people that died. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should have come in more. Oh, well, they, they did mention at one point that like Lipton was being like, oh, nobody here knows who this Mary Shaw is. And, and Jamie was like, oh, it's because they're scared. They don't want to talk to you about this. And he's like, oh, it was stupid. It was a stupid line. I didn't think it needed to be in it. Okay. So like, hmm. but yeah, no, I agree. It's just like, eh. Yeah. Uh-huh. If everyone in your town is dying, mm-hmm. then yeah, I get why you would be scared. But yeah. like, what? I I don't know. But also, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me that she's like, oh, and I'm gonna get you and your children and your children's children and their little dogs too. Yeah. And your spouse that is not currently pregnant with any children. But she was. No, I mean her. Yes, but oh. like these other people were like, oh yes, my wife, who very clearly is done having kids, yeah. is now been murdered. Like, fuck off, Everybody that you love and everybody that you could love and everybody that ever was ever. I just don't like it. Her (sighs) rules don't make sense. No. We need rules. We need rules. Otherwise, you're just Michael Myers running around. Yeah. You know, which is fine, too. Yeah, that's fun in its own way. Yeah. If they were like, oh, yeah, she just murders willy-nilly, I'd be like, oh, no. Right. Don't make up rules for some things and then not Mm -hmm. for another. Also, what is that poem? Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. I'm sorry. You are writing a movie Mm -hmm. to which you are writing a poem about a person in the movie. Mm -hmm. And you don't make her last name rhyme with dolls? Yeah. At least better than Shaw. Shaw? 
Yeah. She had no children, only dolls. Did the other 10-year-olds make that up? Seriously. Yeah. Right? And I mean, I'm sure some people would be like, well, of course her name wouldn't match, like, with dolls or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you know people are able to come up with some fucking word for some fucking thing all the time, always. Yeah. Like... Better than that. Better than that. But, like, I just... You, you sit there and you're... People are made of memes constantly on the internet. Mm-hmm. And they're, like... And they're... I just... There's so many other things that they could have done. They could have just... Also, why the stare? I don't know. She's just like, okay. Okay. Thanks, Mary Shaw, for staring right. at me. Not right. beware the... I don't know. I know. I'm not a writer. But, but, that, like, but they are. They are. And they're the ones writing the poem. Yeah. And so, right? Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, make sure you never, ever scream. I'm sorry. That is the shortest fucking poem of all also, time. No one like, was dreaming. No one. Ever. So just don't scream ever. Yep. What? I don't know. Makes it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. No. It doesn't make any sense. Nope. So that's my movie. Thank guys. You. Thanks for watching. We're at almost two hours. Okay. So let's, yeah, let's get out of here. Love you. Love you. Have, Have a great, a great time. time. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Let us know what you think by leaving a comment or sending us an email at bmoviebashpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our episodes on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and Audible. Or you can find the video versions on our YouTube channel. If you want to support the podcast, you can find our coffee link on our anchor page. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell your friends.